Hello, amazing listener. This is TTL with Promise, and TTL simply means truth, thoughts, and lessons. I'm glad and thankful that you made it to this podcast. So this podcast revolves predominantly about the truth of God's word, but you also get to hear my thoughts on certain subjects and lessons I've learned from life's experiences so far. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Merry Christmas to you. You may not be listening to this on Christmas Day, but this episode will be released on the 25th of December. So, Merry Christmas to you and yours. How are you holding up? hope you're enjoying Christmas. I hope you're happy and I hope you're spreading the love. I mentioned last week that I would talk about speaking in tongues and this episode is to fulfill that promise and I'll try to keep this as simple as possible. Let me begin by saying that we have two kinds of tongues. There's a gift of unknown tongues and there's a gift of different kinds of tongues. So whenever you hear tongue, it means language. So there's a gift of unknown language and the gift of different kinds of languages. And oftentimes one is mistaken for the other. The gift of unknown tongues is like an evidence, an experience that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, we notice that whenever the Holy Spirit fell on believers in the New Testament, the first place he acted on was their tongue. They spoke in tongues, they prophesied and spoke the word of God boldly. Now, what is the difference between unknown tongues and different kinds of tongues? So the reason why it is called unknown tongues is because it is unknown to human beings. It cannot be understood by us because it is the language of God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, it speaks mysteries. So when you speak this unknown language, you're not speaking to any man, but only to God because no one else can understand it. Sometime last week, I just came online to find out that speaking in tongues was trending. I was seeing different people ask questions like, why should we speak in tongues? Why do people force other people to speak in tongues and all that? Now, those are very valid questions because you need to know why you're doing anything to make it valid in God's kingdom. If you don't know why, you can't believe in it. And then without faith, it does not work. It's just like tradition. It's just like another ritual. And rituals don't get you anywhere with God. So why should you speak in tongues? Listen, your spirit is the real you. Then your spirit has a soul, which comprises of your mind. That's where you think. Your will, where you decide. And your emotions, where you feel. So your spirit is the real you. Your spirit has a soul. And then the living body. And your soul serves as the bridge between your spirit and your body. The Bible says that God is spirit and actually when God wants to communicate anything to you, it's always to your spirit it talks to. It's a spirit to spirit transmission. Then your mind now interprets it the familiar language and you now say, oh God spoke to me. So God speaks to your spirit. Your mind interprets it to a language you know. Maybe English, maybe French, maybe Yoruba, maybe Efik. Whatever language it is that you speak, your mind now interprets what your spirit has received. Then you now say, oh, God spoke to me. Your brain now understands. So your soul, your mind, that's a part of your soul, serves as the bridge 
between your spirit and your body, passing across information from your spirit to your brain to your body. Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14 that if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. From this verse, we can see that there's two ways in which Apostle Paul prays. He prays with tongues and he prays with his understanding. Praying with your understanding simply means praying with your mind. Praying in a language you understand. Might be English, might be Igbo, might be Spanish, whatever language it is you understand. Using that language to tell God what you have to tell him. But this is what happens when you pray in unknown tongues. You pray directly to God with your spirit, not with your mind. In praying with unknown tongues, you boycott your mind. And the reason why tongues actually sound foolish to you is because your mind cannot understand. It's not familiar language. I remember when someone was trying to teach me a new language then. It would sound so funny and I would spend the better part of the lessons laughing at my own pronunciations because I just wouldn't get it right. It sounded so funny to me. This is the same reaction of the mind to tongues. Like, what is this person even saying? It does not make sense. You're just making noise. That's the reaction of the mind to tongues. Again, why should you speak in tongues? Tongues help you pray for the unknown. So 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2, it says, It that prays in an unknown tongue does not pray to man but to God, for no one understands. But however, in the spirit, you speak mysteries. What are mysteries? Mysteries are hidden truths, truths that are unrevealed. They are concealed, intentionally concealed. They are not revealed to everyone. There's a realm called the spirit realm. You should know by now that the spiritual controls the physical. So things happen in the spirit before they even manifest physically. Now, your mind and your body do not have access to this spiritual realm. Only your spirit does. So your spirit can see things before they happen in the physical. In the spiritual realm, it can pick up signals, either good or bad, and it wants to tell God about it. The only way your spirit does this is by expressing it in unknown tongues, because that's the language with which it communicates to God. As much as it is the language of God, it is also the language of the renewed spirit of man because the Bible says we are now one with the spirit of God. But let's say you only pray with your understanding. How would your spirit be able to tell God what it wants to tell God? This thing is going to happen soon, either good or bad. If it is good, I want to claim it. If it is bad, I want to avert it. If you only pray with your understanding, you can only pray what your mind knows. And this information, your mind is not private to it. Your body is not private to it. How would you tell God? Now, praying with your understanding is good. I, I saw people say, and what do you mean? All God wants is sincerity in prayer. Come as you are. Tell him the desires of your heart in sincerity. Don't pretend. And he would answer, yes, that works when you're praying with your understanding. But you're going to be limiting yourself. The other side to this is that after speaking in tongues, you should now desire the ability to interpret. Apostle Paul says in verse 13 of that same 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that therefore let him who speak in a tongue pray that he may interpret so after praying with your spirit you can ask god to let your mind in on what is going on in the spirit realm so you can act on it if need be sometimes there's no need it's already settled but sometimes there may be a need to do something maybe to give a word of caution maybe to give thanks maybe to just take an action as the spirit leads you so you may need to know but sometimes it's already settled. But Apostle Paul says you can actually desire and you should desire to know. 
because many of us don't know that when you speak in tongues god can actually let you know what it is you just prayed for we call god unsearchable but god reveals himself to his children god reveals things to his children so when you speak in an unknown tongue you can ask for the interpretation of what it is you just prayed about and then you act on it if need be so sometime last year i was preparing to head out and i was casually praying in tongues till i felt an urge in my spirit to take it seriously which i did i prayed for some minutes and by the time i was done it just dropped in my mind to pray for my grandparents i think about my grandparents sometimes but not so often and when i do that it's just oh i miss my grandma i should go see her but this time around i was just concerned about their health and their well-being and then i was like okay I should pray so i began to pray that they be preserved in health and all i took it seriously and i rounded up my prayer i headed off to my destination and i paid no attention to it till my dad called in the evening sounding worried sounding alarmed that my siblings and i should join them to pray for my grandma that she was terribly ill she had been sick for a while and she had been left alone and unattended to due to some reasons and the state she was found in was not good at all that was when it dawned on me that the Holy Spirit already revealed it to my spirit earlier that day. And I was first like, Holy Spirit, thank you. I, was, I felt immense gratitude at that point. And I just smiled and told my dad not to worry that she'll be fine. I already prayed for her. And he was surprised. He was like, how did you know? And I told him that the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. And I was like, oh, wow. I was pleasantly surprised, everybody was shocked, but I was happy. I really was. And this is how powerful praying in tongues is. If at that point where I felt like praying, all I knew to do was to pray with my understanding, how would I have known my spirit was seeing that someone was dying in my family and wanted to stand in the gap? Imagine no one in my family could pray in tongues, it would have been telling a different story, not knowing it could have been averted. I really thank God for his message, but it is only wise that after God has shown us mercy by giving us this beautiful spiritual advantage, it would only be wise to take it. Because if I did not know how to pray in tongues, there is no how, there is no magic that can be done. My mind cannot access the spiritual realm. I would not have known. And this is not just a one-time thing. I can give a few more instances of times where things were to happen and I would pray in tongues. Sometimes my mind does not get an understanding, understanding of it. All I just knew was that at that point, I felt a strong urge to just pray in tongues or to sing in tongues. And then moments later, someone will call me and say, if you see what just happened, right at the point where I was praying or some things will just happen to me immediately after and the the outcome would have been different if i had not prayed in tongues before so over and over and over i have come to see the importance the necessity i have come to experience the power of praying in tongues the the mystery it hands over to you how it solves things like with praying in tongues you can even fix things that have happened in the past because in the spiritual realm there's no time there's no past present and future there's only eternity so you can even fix things that have happened in the past you can settle the future you can handle the present by praying in tongues i have seen this happen so not praying in tongues i, I consider it to be shortchanging yourself you would get to heaven but you'll be missing out on so much more that your life is supposed to be there's supposed to be a 
mark of divinity. Speaking in tongues, we hand that over to you. Apostle Paul said in the Bible that, and I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. If you look at his life, you can see that there is something different. The level of revelation he had, the mysteries of God's truth he had access to, the encounters he had with Jesus Christ. When Apostle Paul teaches, it seems like Jesus always sits him down to actually tell him stuff face to face. That's the secret. He prayed in tongues more than them all. I've gotten my best ideas, my best visions while praying in tongues. Like sometimes I'm not even asking. I'm just praying in tongues. I'm just worshiping. I just come out of that place and I just try to think just a little bit. I'm not even trying to think so much and the solution just comes. Beautiful ideas, mind-blowing ideas that I ordinarily would not think of. Things I've not even considered. Because I often wonder and rightly so that if a man without the Holy Spirit can think up beautiful, world-changing ideas and execute them, how much more a child of God who has access to all knowledge? You should be unbeatable. As children of God, we all should be unbeatable. The Bible says that Christ has been made unto us wisdom from God. It says in him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But how do you access this wisdom? How do you access this knowledge? It's by praying in tongues. You tap in by praying in tongues. So anytime you feel confused, each time you feel stuck, just spend time praying in tongues. Another thing praying in unknown tongues will do for you is that it will help you to hear God clearly in your mind. It will help you to understand God's will for you per time. So your mind is like a pipe. Like I said, it's the middleman between the spirit and the body. But it's like a channel through which information is communicated. And sometimes pipes become clogged. Your mind can become clogged and contaminated with worries, anxiety, desires, fears, not necessarily sin, just many things that you're going through. The economy is bad, you're worried about your children, you're worried about your future, about your degree, about your family, just so many things going on, your health, you're just worried about so many things. Your mind has drifted from God a little bit. Sometimes the voice of God sounds far off. It's not clear enough for you. It feels like, I don't think God is close to me right now. You wake up in the morning, you feel dry. Each time you're not hearing God, it's not because God stops speaking. It's either because you're not listening or your channels are clogged. Now, when you pray in tongues, especially when it's accompanied by fasting and studying God's word, you will hear clearly what God is saying. Because all this while you've been operating with your mind, you're trying to hear God with your mind based on how you feel. I don't feel like God is here. But when you pray in tongues, when you fast with it, and when you study God's word, like Apostle Paul said that I'll bring my flesh on that subjection. You put your flesh down. You stay here for now. Let me exercise my spirit. Let me try to hear God directly with my spirit. And in doing that, let's say you take a day off or two days or as many days as you can afford or as the spirit leads you to do that your mind that's the channel becomes clear and when you do it consistently you make it a habit to always pray in tongues to always dwell on god's word not operating from a place of the flesh not operating based on how you feel or what you think but operating from within your spirit what has god said to me what's the light i have received what's god's promise to me in doing that consistently your mind becomes clear that channel becomes clear once more you can hear god as clear as day and if you do it consistently, you would keep hearing God. There'll be no point in your life where God's voice sounds like it's far off and you can only hear a whisper. Another benefit of praying in unknown tongues is that not only your mind is boycotted, the devil also is. The devil does not understand a syllable when you pray in unknown tongues. He's thrown into confusion and has nothing to work against. He's like, hey, 
what is she telling God now? What is this guy telling God? He has started again. He can't do nothing. There's nothing for him to work against. There's no machination he can bring up against your unknown tongues because he's ignorant. He doesn't know what it is you are saying. Praying in tongues also edify you. According to 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. Edify means to strengthen, to build up. So when you pray in tongues, like I said, your spirit is built up. It's like your spirit is doing press-ups in the spirit. It's being built up. It's being built up. And whenever any form of adversity comes, any form of opposition, it is strong enough. It has strength. It has been strengthened to withstand whatever is coming. But if you don't make it a habit to consistently pray in tongues, and your spirit is just there lying weak, every time you're just telling God whatever it is you feel, whatever it is you want, the opposition comes. You would find out that it will floor you. You just find out that your faith is not strong enough to withstand opposition when it comes. Also, when you pray in tongues, you pray the exact will of God because your spirit is responding to God's spirit. And there are no impure desires present. You're not praying what you think because you want to pepper them. What you want, what you feel. <laughs> God, <laughs> this December, if you know, I know you know, you see my heart, you know what I want. That's not what you're praying. Instead, you're praying the exact will of God as revealed to your spirit by his Holy Spirit. Because it is in praying with understanding that people pray amiss. The book of James talks about praying wrongly. You can never pray wrongly with speaking in tongues. You only pray wrongly when you're praying with your understanding because you're praying your emotions, you're praying what you know. And sometimes what your mind knows is not what God wants you to pray at that point. That's not the will of God. And guess the prayer God answers when you pray according to his will in faith. In speaking in tongues, you can never pray wrongly because your spirit is perfect. It is your mind that is growing towards perfection. Praying in understanding is good. And you can actually pray the will of God when you pray with understanding by praying the word of God. But when you pray with your spirit, you make no mistake. As a believer, how often should I pray in tongues? How often should you pray in tongues? This is the Bible's prescription. 1 Corinthians again, 14 verse 15 says, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding look at the order look at the arrangement it says i'll pray with the spirit meaning i'll pray first of all with my spirit then i'll also pray with my understanding he uses also for understanding the most potent prayer for the new creation is speaking in tongues Praying with your understanding is an addition because the Bible says God is spirit. The best way to talk to a spirit is to speak the language of the spirit. Praying in, with your understanding. Now the Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. This part of you that knows all things that the Bible is referring to in this verse is your spirit, not your mind. If it was your mind, there would be no need for you to go to school. There will be no need for you to read any other book or try to gain any other information because you know everything about physics, everything about business, everything about mathematics, everything about life, everything about philosophy, all the history of the world, things past, present and future. But it's not talking about your mind, it's talking about your spirit. In your spirit, you know all things because like I said, your spirit is now one with the spirit of God. Your spirit knows so much that your mind does not know. And your spirit can desire and request for what you're yet to desire or even know. So this is why it is important to cultivate the habit of speaking in tongues. If before now you did not know why you should speak in tongues, 
now you do. Nobody should be able to floor you. The thing that makes it possible for people to come online and say things or meet you anyway and then say things to you about your faith and you begin to question, truly, are you sure? It feels like I've been brainwashed. It's because you don't know, number one. It has not been revealed to you from the word of God. The Holy Spirit has not revealed it to your spirit. And then you've not experienced it. That's why Jesus Christ says we would go and be witnesses. He did not say we would go and be tail bearers. A witness is somebody that has experienced. If you've experienced the power of speaking in tongues or the power of any biblical principle, nobody will be able to come and tell you this thing your pastor told you is a lie. When you've applied it and seen its power, nobody can tell you otherwise. With boldness, you would look them in the eye and say no. You don't know because you've not experienced. So if before now you were wondering, are you sure? Are you not sure? Is this real? It is real. Elevate your faith. Step up to the place where the word of God and biblical principles are not just a hearsay. Get to know God for yourself. Get into the word of God for yourself. Stop looking for God on the lips of men, on the lips of your pastor, on the lips of strangers on social media. Get out of that space and go to seek God for yourself. Get into the Bible. The first thing you should believe is that the Bible is the word of God. And place so much honor on that word of God because God says, I and my word are the same. The amount of honor you give to the word of God shows the amount of honor you give to God. You can't claim to fear God, to love God. I believe there's a God in heaven and I fear him. But you see all this white man stuff. No, you're already contradicting yourself. Now you may hear of God from the lips of men. But when it comes to knowing him, to experiencing him, to getting to know more of him, to him revealing himself to you, you go to meet him where he can be found in his word. You get on your knees and say, God, reveal yourself to me. Because in this generation, if you're not grounded, if you don't know who you believe and what you believe, if your convictions are not strong, revealed directly to your spirit by the spirit of God, and then you're experiencing the power of those convictions that beyond doubt, you know, this is real. This is not just something that was handed down to me to abolish my own culture, or abolish my traditions. There is power in this. I have seen it. I have tasted it. I have spoken and seen the word come to life. If this has not happened to you, it's just a matter of time. We need to be grounded. We need to be rooted in what we claim to have. This is not just another thing that the white man has tried to give us, like they all say. No, this is reality. This is the only thing that will make sense after all is said and done. Heaven and earth will pass away. You see God's word, it will abide forever. Best believe it. I've heard people say, how then do you now know even this Bible is the word of God? I don't think it is. When God was creating the heaven, did he ask you? When he made the sea, did he ask you? When he placed you in Africa, did he ask you where you wanted to go to? What makes you think when you get back to him and he asks you, Hey, I said this, why didn't you do it? God, this is what I thought and it made sense to me. And then he'll be like, oh, Gabriel, that makes sense, right? Hmm. Yeah, I think we were reaching too far. God does not change his word for even his own self. His son had to die. What makes you think it will get to your turn and because your argument makes sense, God would say, oh, let's bend the rules a little bit. I think we were too harsh, we were too rigid. No, the Bible says his standard remains the same. God does not break his word for even his own self. That is why he is God. He is principle. That is why I can bank on God's faithfulness that anything I see in his word, I can hold him to it. That is why he is called faithful. That is why he is called the just judge. He is just. Even he himself is bound by his word. How much more for me? 
I am just his creation. I know he has loved me and that's why I am significant. He has chosen us human beings to be the object of his love. And that's the only reason why we're more significant than the lion, than the goat, than the mountain. Because God says, these ones are the ones I would love. These ones are the ones that will be in my image. These ones are the ones I'll put my spirit in. Outside that, we'll just be eating grass outside. It's, it's humbling to note that the only reason why we're significant among God's creation is because he chose us to be so. We did not create God, he did create us. So all of this, I don't think it's like this. For me, I feel, okay, no problem. It's okay to feel, but when you're done feeling, please go back to reality and see that the word of God is the word of God. Best believe it, because whether you like it or not, the last thought on your mind that night tells you each time, this is the actual truth. Stop running from it. Now that's for people that are not God's children yet. But if you're God's child, you don't belong in that camp. Jesus Christ told the young man, let the dead bury their dead. Leave them in that camp. Let them keep arguing. For us, we've come into life. We've come into light. We live in a place of constant refreshing. We live in a place where our mind is being quickened. Our mind is made alive. We live in a place where our body is being energized. We get to know God each day. And as we do so, we're being transformed into the image of Christ that we behold. That's where we are. Please, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any logical reasoning, any logical arguments, something that makes sense, make you begin to question what the Holy Spirit has told you. If you get on your knees and say, Father, I want you to reveal yourself to me, God is not far from you. It's only us sometimes that distance ourselves from God. But when you truly desire to know God, you get on your knees. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to me. When you open the Bible, then it makes sense to your spirit. Because the Bible says, the letter kills. You can read the Bible and interpret it in a selfish way. It is the Spirit that gives life to the Word. So when you say, Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to me, the Bible says it is the Holy Spirit that reveals the Father and the Son. That's why it was important for us to get to know who the Holy Spirit is and how to receive His ministry. So now that you can do that, when you pray and you open up the Scriptures, it comes alive. You gain clear understanding of what God is trying to say to you. You come to realize and experience who God truly is. Now let me get back on track. Remember I said earlier that there are two kinds of tongues. One is the gift of unknown tongues, which I already spoke about, where you pray in a language that is strange to your mind, but in the spirit you're speaking mysteries that only God understands, and then God can let your mind in on what your spirit is saying. The other kind of tongues is a gift of different kinds of tongues. Remember I said tongues also mean languages, so the gift of different kinds of languages. Now these two are not the same. The gift of unknown tongues has to do with speaking the language of God, while the gift of different kinds of tongues have to do with the language of men. This is the place where we speak language that human beings understand. Unknown tongues is a general gift for every believer. Every child of God that experiences the baptism of the Holy Spirit receives the gift of unknown tongues. When you're saved, you receive the nature of God and you receive his language in your spirit. At the point of baptism, that language is activated and off you go speaking the language of God. But you see the gift of different tongues is not for every believer. That's the first difference. It is not a general gift. In the Bible, we have things we call gifts of the spirit. They are gifts that the Holy Spirit distributes to every believer as he deems fit. So we have the word of wisdom, we have the word of knowledge, we have the gift of healing, we have special faith, we have prophecy, and so on. The gift of different tongues falls under this category as well. It's a gift of the Spirit, just like these other gifts. Now, not every believer has the gift of healing. Not every believer has the gift of the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge or special faith. 
some have one of this or two or more you don't just stay and one day you wake up you have all of these gifts no the holy spirit distributes his gifts as he deems fit says okay you i'll give you the gift of prophecy okay i should add special faith that i give you those two you you have three i'll give you word of wisdom i'll give you word of knowledge i think i'll add gifts of healing to that you i'll give you special faith faith that can move mountains faith that believes despite anything i'll add prophecy to that that's how the holy spirit distributes these gifts you can find these gifts listed in first corinthians 12 verse 8 to 10 and verse 11 says that the holy spirit distributes these gifts as he desires so he may give you the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing and he may not give you the gift of different kinds of tongues he is the one that knows what's best for you but the bible says you can desire a gift if there's any gifts you desire and say i want to have this gift i believe this gift will aid my ministry the ministry of reconciliation christ has called me into i believe this gift will help me in effectively doing that because that's why the holy spirit gives us those gifts to aid us in ministry it's not for personal gratification where you now say oh i have word of knowledge i know things so I know things. I'll scan you now. I'll scan you in the spirit. No, that's not why we <laughs> that's not why it gives us those gifts. It's for the ministry of reconciliation. Now, another difference between these two kinds of tongues is that unknown tongues is spoken to God and is a sign to believers. While the gift of different kinds of tongues is a gift that enables you to speak different languages that you never before understood why to serve as a sign to the people that are hearing you so first corinthians 13 verse 1 puts it this way it says the tongues of men and the tongues of angels the tongues of men is this gift of different kinds of languages while the tongues of angels is the unknown tongues that's unknown language the one you speak to god it was this gift of different tongues that the disciples manifested at Pentecost where there was a gathering of people from different races and tribes and each one heard their language spoken by untaught Galileans. A book of Acts chapter 2, you would hear them say, are these not men of Galilee? How come I hear him speaking in my language? There were people at that time in Jerusalem from all over the world, different races, different tribes. And I was a bit time I've been speaking Spanish. That one might have been speaking Robo. <laughs> and that one might have been speaking English. And they're like, these men are unschooled. They may not even have been able to speak Roman. How come they're speaking different languages? That was a sign to them as unbelievers. And did it work? Yes. It strengthened their faith to believe. See how many people came to God. That was first a sign to them that, wow, there must be some form of power at work here. We can't believe this. We know these men. They are common men. How can they speak like this? It drew them. It drew them to God and Apostle Peter stood up and spoke. It gave life to their witnessing because they could see raw power being displayed. So the gift of unknown tongues is a sign to the believer, is a sign to you as a child of God because your spirit is communicating with God. While the gift of different languages is a sign used in the field to unbelievers, when God is trying to reach people, that's when the different kinds of gifts of the spirit are displayed. And this gift of different tongues is one of them. When I was in junior secondary school, class two, yeah, class two, my Christian religious knowledge teacher, my CRK teacher, shared a testimony of an Igbo pastor who came down to the West to minister at a church and was given an interpreter, as usual, to translate his words into Yoruba language because he couldn't speak Yoruba language. But as this man commenced his preaching, he was speaking fluent Yoruba and they were all amazed, but they just assumed that he had learned the language somehow and they were not aware of it. Only for the service to conclude and they excitedly went on to greet him in Yoruba language. And this man could not understand them at all. 
they were taken aback and found it difficult to believe. They told him, Sir, you just preached in Yoruba language and the man was not even aware he spoke a syllable of Yoruba language. Now that's the gift of different languages. He was Igbo and he did not know how to speak Yoruba language. But for that ministration, the Holy Spirit just wanted to give a sign to them that, hey, I am here and I am with this man. Maybe there was somebody in that crowd he wanted to reach. He wanted to help their faith and he just let that gift manifest at that point. My pastor also gave an instance of a pastor that went on a missionary journey and on getting to this hinterland village, he met some Christians and while they were praying, he heard one of them, an old woman, worship God in his dialect. And glad that he had found his sister, he met her after the prayer and discovered she did not understand his language. It was just this same gift of the Spirit. So these two gifts are different. One is a sign, one is a tool to you as a child of God, a tool that is at your disposal, while the other one is a tool to be deployed in the field. The Holy Spirit manifests it as he wills. And also one is a promise to everyone, while the other is distributed at the will of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to also talk about the difference between praying in the spirit and praying with the spirit because in first corinthians 14 verse 15 it says i will pray with the spirit and i will pray with my understanding it did not say i will pray in the spirit but the bible also mentions praying in the spirit meaning there's praying with the spirit which means praying with your spirit because it uses a small letter s then there is praying with your understanding which is praying with your mind. And then there is praying in the spirit. Here it uses the capital letter S, meaning you pray in the Holy Spirit. These three types of prayers are not the same. I just spoke about two, praying with the spirit. That's praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is not the same as praying in the spirit. Sometimes we often tend to mistake these ones too. You hear people say, pray in the spirit, and then you begin to pray in tongues. No, it does not necessarily mean you're praying in the spirit. You can pray in tongues in the spirit, but you may not be praying in the spirit when you pray in tongues. There are two different phenomena and I'll talk about it some other time, maybe in another season because this is the second to the last episode for this season and I'm excited. I'm super excited. So I'll find some other time to talk about it, but there is a difference. And I pray for you that the Holy Spirit helps your understanding of this matter and that grace is multiplied to you even as you've increased in knowledge, to walk in this knowledge and be fruitful in it, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode. God has brought us a mighty long way. TTL clocked one month on the 13th of December, and it has been a glorious experience. Like I said, just one more episode, and it's a wrap for this season. Whew, what a journey. I hope you're enjoying your holidays. I hope you're spreading the love. I love you with the love of Christ and I thank you. I appreciate you for always listening and sharing TTL to others and I hope you continue to do just that. Merry Christmas once more. Until next time, remain in the hands of God. Mm -hmm.